0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Happy Love Month! You're about to hear an episode from Meet LGBTQ, a series we made last year celebrating love and pride. Stick around till the end to find out how the couple is doing now, nearly a year later.
0: Have you ever fallen in love with a friend? I've always wondered why many of us think about all the things that could go wrong. Like, what if it doesn't work out? What if we break up and things go awry? Will we end up hating each other? Will I lose them? But this time, we'll be telling you a story about two friends who found their way to each other through trust, love, and communication, all cultivated by a beautiful friendship. Welcome to Meet LGBTQ, a special series by Puma Podcast to celebrate love and kilig in the queer community. We're now on our second season and I'm your new host, Presh Capistrano. You know the drill. We interview a couple about their love story... But the twist is, we talk to them separately. So, sabay sabay nating lahat malalaman ang buong love story nila.
1: My name is Mackie Angelis. I identify as a lesbian. My pronouns are any. Thirty-two years old.
2: Hello, my name is Hannah Tan. I'm twenty-five years old, and I don't actually have a country accent. But I do identify as a lesbian, and I do use she-slash-they pronouns.
1: We've been together for two months.
2: It's a very new relationship, a little over two months. But before that, we were friends for, like, over a year.
1: I actually met her, and she was a friend of another girl I had been dating. And when we had met, it seemed very platonic. So I just kind of, like, I found out she was living nearby. I was just like okay, who would come with me to fly this fucking kite that I just ordered on Shopee? To be honest, it was just like, let's message Hannah, let's see if she'll go, and if she does, awesome. And yeah, I was just very happy that she was down to do that. Just sucks that I forgot the string to the kite. So we ended up just sitting down having coffee and voila, we hit it off.
2: The first thing I ever noticed about Mackie is her tattoos. I thought they're like really badass and really attractive. She has like a sleeve, different flowers, and they all signify all the women in her family and their favorite
1: flowers. She just seemed like very conyo straight out of LA white girl. That's the vibe I got. I was just like, this bitch, this philam bitch. But yeah, I thought she was funny off the bat. She seemed very like, I don't know, chatty.
2: I thought she looked very aloof and I thought she didn't really care for me because I was complimenting her on her tattoos and then she was like thanks and she didn't really say anything else and I wanted to make conversation because when I met her I had just
1: realized I was gay and like she seemed very like airheaded just because she was being funny but I I love our conversations because she's very intellectual and she keeps up with the weird shit I look up on Wikipedia and stuff all the time starting off as friends and being able to again like share our thoughts without judgment, like, no matter how salient, how troublesome the thoughts are, um, we're able to just sit there and listen to each other.
2: I think sometimes people misunderstand Mackie because she looks like a fuckboy. She's not a fuckboy at all. She's very loving, very caring, sometimes in ways I wish I could be.
1: It's ridiculous how much we have in common, like, the our upbringing, both being Phil Am, growing up practically with single mothers and stuff, that's another thing that slapped us on the back of the head. Like, the way we eat is the same, even the way we snack.
2: She makes amazing vegan meals for me, like, all the time. And there were just these moments where, like, in one night I stayed over here and just, she put up karaoke because she didn't want me to leave yet. And she knew that if I saw the songs I like to sing... Like I wouldn't want to leave, so she left it on, and then like I bought her ice cream, and then there was a moment I was like, I'm really tired. I wanna go home. Why am I still here? Like, why am I buying Mackie ice cream? It's a very classic sapphic story. Like, are we dating? Is this a date? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There was this one moment we had when I was listing all of these things I liked about her as a friend, and I said all of these things about her
1: she started naming off all these beautiful things like how you know, I hold space for her and I can really empathize and show up for her in ways I'm like wait I think all of these things of Hannah too what does this mean and then I was like immediately like oh my god I have feelings for Hannah I see her as more than just a friend and then like I swear like in the 10 seconds that she was like saying all these things my head was just like oh god she messages me one day and talks about how like all our friends are saying that oh you and Mackie should just get together or or whatever and then I, I was like oh god this is coming up it's coming up whether we like it or not and then Hannah messaged me one night and was like let's talk about this
0: Mackie
1: and I think I was asleep at the time so I woke up at like You know, three in the morning or whatever it was. And then I I was like sleepy reading this message. And then I replied to it and I was like, oh, well, probably the only reason we're not dating each other is because we're terrified of being deeply seen and heard and accepting that this is what relationships should be versus what we've been conditioned to think.
2: And we joke about it now because... The only reason we really weren't dating was we weren't recognizing safety and security because we were used to instability in relationships. (laughs) Like, we for real asked each other, okay, why aren't we dating?
1: And then the next day, you know, we we talked about it. Like, she called me and I was on the way to a wedding, and we were on Facetime in the car. And then she was just like, we we both sat there like, what do we do with this information now?
2: And then later on in the afternoon, I came over to her house and there was suddenly a weird vibe that we had never experienced before because we had the conversation already. It was already out in the open and then it was just kind of existing. And I was like getting killed being around her. And I realized I was suddenly just uncomfortable to just exist around her. And that's how I knew I had a crush. And it was so funny because... There was like a hole in my pants that day and I didn't know it was there. And there was like this weird tension because I asked her to fix it. I was like, but I don't have pants. (laughs) How are you going to fix the hole? (laughs) And I literally like presented the side of my jeans to her. Like, here you go. It was basically like my butt. I'm just like, here you go. Fix it. And she was like, you want me to sew those jeans while you have them on? (laughs) It was so funny. So she was like, get a pair of pajamas from the room. Well, after that, there was just, like, a weird, like, vibe. Like, there was suddenly just attention. It was no longer just platonic because we realized that the only reason we weren't dating was that. And I was like, oh, like, I find Mackie, like, really attractive. I asked her, I was like, do you find, like, have you ever seen me in that way? And she was like, yeah, I have. And I was like,
1: what? Um, Hannah woke up and she had a dream. And she told me, like, oh, I had a dream. It was kind of weird. But she didn't really go into detail. And then, like, later that evening, we had gone out with our friends um, and Bob, and then we were on the way home after a night and then she was like, Okay, well I wanted to tell you about this dream. She was like, Yeah, I had a dream that you were like above me and you asked me if I could be your if I, I could be your girlfriend. Um and then once she told me that, I, I looked at her like we were at a at a red light, and I looked at her and I was like, "Well, do you want to be my girlfriend?" It was like I knew it was continuing the dream for her. We were at the red light and she wanted to get out of the car, so like she's like fumbling with the door and then she was like, "I was like, what are you doing? Just, just, what 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 did I do? What?" <laughs> and then she just yeah, she laughed it off. We both laughed it off.
2: And I told her about. The dream that happened and then when she i told her that she was like okay do you want to be my girlfriend and i was like what and then i paused for a bit to be like okay let me think but i knew i was gonna say yes so i was like no oh, yeah like Fuck yeah i'll be your girlfriend maki is incredibly patient she is kind she is very self-aware She genuinely wants to help other people and do good for the world. She's an incredible friend. She is compassionate, very committed, loving, and um, very intelligent. She is really brave and she goes for it in life. And I really admire that about her, her like adventurous, free-spirited self. She holds space for a lot of people in a way, and she deeply understands people and deeply listens and she helps me see the humanness in people and that's why I think our relationship is so beautiful and we always say that to each other like we have a really beautiful relationship because we learn all of these things about each other and like relationships this is also something she taught me like relationships can be really triggering because they mirror you and anytime you're very annoyed by someone it's because A part of them fundamentally reminds you of something you still struggle with, with yourself. But um, we sit there and we talk about how we feel, instead of focusing on what the other person did or the facts of the situation, which can get so lost in translation. Because I think something I'm learning is the goal of, like, resolving. Like, it's not about the fact that like you're having conflict; it's about like the repair. Because relationships will always go through rupture, but it's pausing. She tells me like the best way sh- I can take care of myself, I-, I can show up for her in the relationship is by taking care of myself.
1: I think her being able to name her feelings about things shows me stuff about myself and, and the same thing back and forth. So every time we have conflict and yeah, like I said, when you're in relationship with someone, it brings up more of your inner trauma or your, your past trauma. It's not actually this person in front of you that's causing these things to you or causing this pain to you. So yeah, we're grateful for the conflict that we go through because, you know, after it, we're just like, holy shit. Um, now I know this deeply intimate thing about you that, you know, I'm technically the only person that knows about because you've just now processed that thing. So it's, it's very fascinating to grow on our own, but then grow together as well we just really deeply and hear each other clearly. So that means just listening to each other and understanding each other's feelings about things without taking it personally, without thinking like, oh, I'm the cause of that or I'm any part of that, like interjecting ourselves into it. So when she sits there and listens to me crying or going through feelings and emotions, she's really just sitting there listening. She's really just observing it. And then when I'm done, you know, we reflect on it and then how do I talk about how what happens after? They won't take it personally and go away. They they will hear it and they'll be like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Um, and that has nothing to do with me. And I'm sure you'll figure it out, right? So it's like
2: pausing to literally breathe and be present and see your thoughts for what they are as just narratives and not reality and then focusing on how you feel because a lot of the time i think people are very disconnected from their feelings because they're very uncomfortable and i don't think any of us were taught emotional first aid growing up i don't think our parents necessarily knew how to do that so this relationship feels like a a container for self-acceptance growth and love
1: she doesn't feel the need to fix me. There's no need to do anything about what my feelings and emotions are. The way she shows that she loves me is very, is very simple. She just allows me to exist. And I, I find that beautiful. And in that, I find safety and security, you know?
0: Taking a breath, a step back, sometimes is the best we can do to allow a relationship to bloom like a garden in the summertime. Maybe sometimes we forget the joy of simply existing around the person that we love, with no expectations of completing them, nor solving their problems when the tides turn rough. But holding their hand while they figure things out themselves is more than enough to experience the beauty of simply loving. And that was the first episode of Meet LGBTQ Season 2. Iko, May meet LGBT cute karin ba? Tweet us your story at puma Podcast PH. Again, I'm Presh Capistrano, Puma Podcast. This episode was edited by Joe Salcedo. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Thanks for listening.